In a world full of boring stories, bad videos, and marketing misinformation, one very tall man with a weird last name will use his microphone. This thing on? Use his video marketing knowledge. It's the red button, right? And use his friends. Please be on the show. To change that. You are listening to The Garlic Marketing Show with Ian. What? No, that's how you pronounce it. Well, if you say so, your host, Ian Garlic. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show. Ian Garlic here, and today we have an incredible educator from an incredible company that we've worked with for many years. And I wanted to bring it to you because they have a new service out that we're going to talk about really optimizing websites. Uh, But before we get to that, let's have a little message from our sponsor. You know, if you're looking to increase traffic and conversion on your website, one of the best ways to do it is online video. The problem always is which videos to create, how to format them, who will shoot them, who will edit them, who will market them. The answer is storycruise.com. You'll find all the information there. Whether you're looking for a videographer that understands your marketing strategy, you go to storycruise.com. Or you want a simple, executable video strategy for traffic and conversion, you go to storycruise.com. Whatever your video needs are, go to storycruise.com. It's the ultimate resource find education on story-driven video. And today, we, my guest, Bob Sparkins from Lead Pages. Bob, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you, Ian. It's great to be here. Yeah, and we, uh, Bob and I had a great conversation a couple of weeks ago on their podcast. And I was like, I need to have you on because we're going to talk today about websites because websites and conversion, you know, it's one of those things we do website development and people don't understand it. And it's probably the most important thing. And we'll talk about their new awesome website builder because what I love about it is you have a conversion-based company because you, if the website looks awesome and doesn't convert, it really doesn't matter. And it's really easy to make a beautiful website that doesn't convert, isn't it, Bob? <laughs> it sure is. As a matter of fact, I would say there are you know tens of thousands made every day that are just sitting there waiting to wither on the vine and not convert a single visitor. Yeah. I mean, and that's the problem when you, if, because you can go to an incredible designer. I mean, my wife went to NYU, graduated from NYU with a degree in 3D design and animation, a master's degree. I guarantee you, they didn't teach her anything about conversion there and conversion. And that's what we all want for the most part is conversion. Um, so let's talk about why you, you, first of all, you're an expert at that, how much, you know, tell me a little bit about lead pages and how much conversion testing they've seen over the years. Yeah, well, you know, we, we have tens of thousands of customers. We've been around since 2012, 2013, we launched officially. And in that process, starting as a, a landing page template design company where people use our system in order to drive pay traffic and organic traffic, every single visitor that converts counts. You know, there's an ROI attached to it. There is a streamlined timeline that that comes to it. And so seeing, you know, roughly a million pages over the last six, six, seven years, our data proves out what works, what doesn't work. And we're also able to test because we have all the, we have the ability to create new templates, have them released by our users. We're able to test out, you know, what's still working right now. 
So with that opportunity, we've been very frustrated over the last few years of having to answer the question for, for our customers, which, you know, I want to do a website though. I don't want to just do a landing page. What should I use? And our answer has been, well, you could use our landing page builder to make a mini site, you know, just a single page with sections on it and you could be done. Or you can go use WordPress, which is, you know, a great system if you can handle all of the stuff with it. Or there's other website builders as well. Just know that they're not optimized for conversion. And that's been our answer. Uh, until about a year and a half ago, we're like, you know what? We have enough knowledge in our skill set and our engineers and our designers to be able to make a true website builder that's based on conversion instead of optimized for information. And I think, Ian, that's really the big thing I want to help people understand from the start is that most websites that people hire out or they make themselves, they're optimized for information. And so they don't get any conversions. But when you switch that up and you optimize for conversion, you can still present information and give people what they need to know, but you do it in a more streamlined way and you get them to actually get the visitors to take action. And I don't think a lot of people really get that idea that there, there's a lot of testing involved because I think, you know, even nowadays I get people when they want to build a website, they, like you said, they're optimized for information. They want to throw what I said, they do kitchen sink web design. Let's just put everything on there. Uh, <laughs> and that's not how you convert. Um, you know, what are, so when you talk about a, a website that's optimized for conversion, um, what, it, how, what are the main keys to a website that's optimized for conversion? Yeah. So we learn a lot from the landing page essence of things too. So landing pages themselves, people will quickly tell you, you have one thing to do and there's not a lot of distraction. And the same thing goes for websites. Yes, you're going to include navigation. Yes, you're going to include maybe some links to a couple of different areas of your site, but you must have a hierarchy of what is most important for you to convey to your end user. So that starts with a hero section that actually has a call to action and it's a single call to action. Not here's one thing I do, here's a second thing I do, here's a third thing I do, all in one thing above the fold. It's you came for this challenge to solve. I can solve it. Here's the first step. That could be a free consultation. It could be signing up for a webinar. It could be a downloadable thing. But it's something that is singularly focused. Save your pathways for your visitors to lower down on the page or just use the navigation menu to give people those choices. A lot of people, when they're making their own website, they're thinking, oh, I've got to answer every single question on the homepage. I got to make sure that all the different types of users I could ever see will feel like they're seen. But the trouble with that, as you well know, Ian, is that when you try to appeal to everybody, you appeal to nobody and you have to take a stance with your website, just like you would with a landing page. You're given a little, little bit of latitude to be able to have it a little less focused than what a landing page would be, but you still want to get that core message of who you serve, what do you do for them, and what's the first step they can take right there on the top half of your website as soon as they land on the page. Yeah, and I, I, what you just said, those three steps, I think are absolutely crucial for people. To, you know, if you're listening to this and you have your website, you know, pause it, Go look at your website, unless you're driving. If you're driving, don't do that, please. Uh, look at it as soon as you get there. But I can almost guarantee you that people do not answer those three questions well in their above the fold. You know, who do you serve? That's the biggest one. Who do you serve? How do you serve them? 
and what's the next steps? Because most people just put the, the title of their business and, <laughs> and or some like funny catch line or, uh, you know, a tricky catch line. And you don't need that. Those three things. If you build a website, that's how, how you start. And I think that's absolutely crucial. And it's great that you can simply do this. So once we figure that out, I, and, um, and I want to get into some ninja moves later because we also talk about how you, you know what you guys are seeing working with webinars, which is a slightly different topic, but most people are probably interested in it. And I mean, with a million page views, you, you probably know more than your average show. Um, <laughs> uh, but so after this goes, okay, I've got you know who I am, what you know who I serve, and a call to action. What else should I be doing on that homepage? Yeah, you should be getting people another chance and a third chance to opt in. So we love the results we're seeing from our early users of our lead pages sites by having a CTA in the navigation. So some people will have a navigation, but they won't actually have a clickable button up there. In our system, you can include one or not include one, but we are seeing some nice conversions from those buttons. Um, That button should be the same call to action as what's in the hero. Okay. So first of all, those should be in alignment. They shouldn't be option A or option B because anytime you introduce multiple options, you introduce confusion and confusion doesn't result in conversion. That's a tweetable thing at lead pages at Bob, the teacher, feel free to share it. Um, (laughs) below, Below that though, as people scroll down, then you can open up a little bit to here's a few different ways that we try to accomplish the same thing. So if you are uh, you know, a business that has two or three different products, here's where you might line up three columns across the middle section and say, you know, how do you best want to solve this problem? We have option A, option B, option C. And then those would be clickable over to individual pages, maybe landing pages, but they can be pages on your website that are explaining those more in depth. Um, another big thing I think people make the mistake of on their homepage is they try to give the whole boat of information about all the things that they do right there on the homepage. And it's just a mistake because you're overwhelming people. And your role as an entrepreneur, you're not only doing the service or the product creation that you're doing, you're also the marketer of that thing or that service. And as such, you're a guide. You're bringing people up from point A to point B to point C. And so as cleanly and clearly as you can do that, the more effective your page is going to be. So if you say, here are three things that we can do, make sure all three things are focused on converging on the same end result. And try not to say, well, you know, we can do windows and we can do floors and we can do roofs. Instead, say, we can make your house look awesome. And here's our division for this. Here's our division for this. But it's all about making your house look awesome if you're in the contracting business, for example. Um, Your homepage doesn't have to explain who you are, but having a testimonial on the front front door of your site would be great. Um, Testimonials are best um, in the shape of a quick case study or a quick example that links out to further details about that case study. That can be another page on your website. Uh, We'll talk, we can talk more about that in a second. But just try not to over uh, overwhelm your visitor with all the information in one spot. If you're going to be using a website to convey information, let people navigate. But your job is to steer them in the right direction and show that you have the, the proven pathway for yourself of getting people success faster with that pathway that you've created for them with your site. Yep. And I, I th- I'm glad you brought the testimonial side. While I don't like the word testimonials, most people will know that. You went into the idea of using a case study, which I think is 
an important th- differentiation because if they're just talking about you on that homepage instead of the problem, the person viewing it, then you're not going to have as, you know, because of course I'm going to be like, Oh, Bob's great. Of course they're going to put Bob's great on the homepage. But if you put on, you know, you know, Bob helped me with X, Y, Z and then link in, that's an important differentiation because, you know, you talked about, um, you know, can one of the first questions is, you know, do you, can you solve my problem? And then the other question is, can you, have you solved the problem for someone like me? And that's a big thing, I think, for people to understand is that, yeah, I hear this from clients all the time. It's like, well, sure, I can help, you know, Joe over there because I help Jane with the same problem, but it's it's different. People want to line up. And I want to talk a little bit about that because you said now you move into an interior page. Tell me a little about how that dynamic works and what you've seen work the best. Yeah. So first of all, when I talk about interior pages, these are pages that are coming off of your homepage. They're likely linked from navigation. And one rule of thumb I want to encourage people to do is don't have more than five links in your menu that are visible. Within each of those top level navigations, you might have up to three sub pages. But if you do more than that, again, you're just introducing more and more overwhelm. So if you can streamline your navigation menu to three or four, five at the most at that top level, that's getting people into the interior of your site. Um, This is also important because all of your websites that you create need to be mobile responsive. Uh, And what we've done at Lead Pages is we've made an an instant hamburger menu. And when you click on it, it folds out that top level too. So if you have more than five things, it's got to, you have to scroll in your menu on a phone, which is just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Um, And it kicks off your button from that menu too. Um, But the interior pages themselves, they are focused on that one thing. And you mentioned testimonials, um, having people as customer stories or case studies, these are more effective than just having a page full of testimonials. Testimonials are best done incorporated throughout your entire website. You know, it's not, a entire, it's not an entirely bad thing to have a testimonials page and you got them all there. But what most people make the mistake with is that's the only place they put their testimonials. <laughs> you have to make sure that they're included wherever it's relevant. So if you make a claim of, hey, I can solve this problem for you, back it up with a testimonial that is exactly matched to what you've just said. That's throughout your website, throughout every page, your homepage, your interior pages, your thank you pages, your error pages. Every page should have some kind of evidence that you know what you're talking about. Um, and the other thing I would say is that realize that when you're thinking of an interior page, it should be treated as if they have not been to your homepage yet. Okay. So here's another tip for you that you might not have thought about. People will find your interior pages from social search, from organic, from paid ads you might be sending people to, from a share that somebody has. And so you can't assume that they have seen your homepage. So don't be shy about reintroducing some, you know, three to seven word phrase of what you do on every page of your, of your site. It doesn't have to be the very first thing that you say, but somewhere in that first, you know, couple sentences, it should be obvious what you do without them having to have seen your homepage in the first place. Okay. Um, and then the second, uh, I guess I'm up to three or four things now, I guess on interior pages, um, is don't be afraid to ask for a conversion event on all of your interior pages, right? So if somebody is looking at your process page, for example, process page is a very good page to have as an interior one. I think you and I talked about this on our podcast. Um, Having a process page showing how you work with your clients, your customers can be very effective. And 
having a lead magnet on that same page that says, here's our checklist that you can go through yourself before you even hire us, or here's your checklist. You can do this on your own. That's a great place for a lead magnet. It's super related to what you've just told them about on the page, gets the email address, and hopefully your lead magnet shows them exactly what you talked about and says to them, this is a pain in the ass to do by yourself. That's why you want to work with us so that you don't have to do this on your own because we understand it's not just about the steps you take. It's about the order you take them in and the questions you ask along the way, that kind of thing. So make sure that your interior pages are singularly focused on the thing that you're talking about, still addressing the chief problem that your business solves and ask for the lead in that page or ask for the sale within that page. That's going to help you make sure that you make the most of each page that you have on your site. Great, great advice. Um, You know, and, you know, when we talk about the process page, that's a, you know, these are huge opportunities because, that's one of the questions is, okay, we've gone from, and talking about that journey, right? We went to the homepage. Can they solve my problem? Yes. You know, do they have experience solving a problem for someone like me? Yes. What's the next steps? Click here, go to the process page. Now, how does that process work? And it's a, it's a big opportunity for you. And we're seeing in heat maps that it's becoming the second, it's quickly hitting with about us, this, uh, the second most used page on the website. Uh, especially if you have a complex service, if you're a coach, if you're a consultant, um, you know, if, if you have any type of complexity in your business, your process page is crucial. Um, so, you know, what, what, when we talk about this optimization, what are some of the other interior pages that we should be really thinking about? Yeah. So one more comment about the process page, uh, and then I'll answer that question too. The process page is great. And if you can keep it to three steps <laughs> of your process, even if those three big steps have to be broken down into smaller steps, uh, sub steps, if you will, that's fine. But if your process is like, here's the 23 things that we're going to do, it's super overwhelming too. So try to streamline into chunks of three, even if those three things have a few little interior pieces. Um, you mentioned the about us page. Uh, this is a very important page, but it should not be about you. It should actually be about your customer. So make sure that even though it is the story of how you started and the kinds of things that you do, the team that you have, uh, et cetera, try to put it in perspective to why it matters to that end user. Cause they don't really care that, you know, your dog and you were on a walk and you suddenly realized that this was a, this was your life calling. It's more like, Hey, have you ever had this, the sensation? Uh, well, I get to help people do that. And if you're suffering from this, then I can, I can help you out. Um, those are important. Uh, a third page that most people don't really think about is a 404 error page. Mm. So this is the page that people go to when you or they make a mistake in your link. And this happens pretty often. You might find up to 10% of your website traffic or more is going to the wrong place on your website. It could be because you typed it wrong in an email. It could be because you were on a podcast and somebody typed in a link that they heard, but there was a homophone. And so they spelled it the different way than what you meant. Uh, like for example, earlier today, Ian, you just talked about story crews and I keep thinking about a boat and you're talking about film, film crews, right? C-R-E-W-S. So this happens all the time. So if you don't have an error page, then you're losing that traffic. The general hosting plan will have this super generic blank, you know, access denied or 404 error page, and there's nothing useful for it. If you're using WordPress, uh, it might give you the navigation, but it just says this page is not found. 
So what we did is we incorporated the 404 as an instant page. It's already designed into the template, but add into that, hey, here's the most common places people are looking on our website. Put three things up there for the homepage, for your um, your main article that you might be sharing traffic for, your product. But within that page, you can also say, hey, don't leave empty-handed. This was our mistake. Here's a free guide to XYZ and make it a lead generation opportunity. So don't neglect the the 404 page. Um, And then the final page I would say is a lot of people who are building um, their own website, they're doing their own thing. They're thinking that they need to have a blog. They need to have this expansive set of articles that they keep up with all the time. And it's just not the case for most small business owners. You just don't have the time to do that. But you should still have one or two signature articles that really showcase your expertise, your knowledge, your experience, the kind of work that you do, the kind of things that your product is known for. And you want to have those types of pages inside your site too. So you might not know exactly which article of yours might be the best thing that could go viral that's going to really typify things. But if you write like one or two of these types of articles over the next six to eight weeks, drive some traffic to it, see how well it converts and brings in the right people. That's a very important interior page too. So those are the types of pages I would say there's depending on the rest of uh, your business, you might need uh, a map, you know, how to find us that could be on the about page. It could be on its own thing. Uh, you could have a thank you page as well on your site. This is another important page that most people forget about. So once mm-hmm. you do have people opt in, where do they go? And most people go to some kind of generic thank you page. that says, thanks for signing up and that's it. <laughs> but you can have a thank you page and we would recommend for users of lead pages to put this on a landing page, but it can be on your site as well. Um, this page should say, thanks so much for signing up. Uh, here's what to expect next. Here's the subject line of the email. Here's what it looks like. Um, you know, Make sure you drag it into your inbox so that you get our messages next time. Uh, here's the next step after that. Here's a way to share our lead magnet with other people that you know, this can be an effective way to get some additional traffic too. So those are a few of the pages and the rest would be dependent on the type of business that you have. But every lead pages site template comes preloaded with four or five ready pages, plus another dozen templates that they can include depending on what they are going for, for those pages. That's fantastic because I mean that thank you page. It's I, I get so frustrated because sometimes we we forget to do anything with it. And the four hundred four page too. It's like and it's, it's second thought, but it is it's a, they're both highly trafficked pages. And the thank you page is such a huge opportunity to move someone up. And and because they just opted in, they might want more right away. So it's it, 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 that's the best time to be asking for something else and offering something else too. So that's great tips, great advice. Um, you know, and I want to get into like, you had a webinar strategy with a thank you. And we'll talk about that in a minute, but I want to learn, you know, what are some of the big fallacies, the misconceptions about websites that you've through your data have busted? So one thing is that a website is static. <laughs> um, this really boggles my mind. Uh, Another one is that websites are expensive uh, to create. So let's talk about both of those things because they're sort of hand in hand. So think about the last time you thought about redoing your website or even the thought of that. The thought of that means I'm going to spend time probably with a a freelancer or an agency. We're going to have to go through this rigmarole about architecture and software platforms and CMSs and all this other stuff. And so I want to get it right, right? I'm going to be spending all this money and time. I want to get it absolutely right. 
So one big fallacy is that it's a static thing. When in reality, if you use the right platform, you can revise your website every 10 minutes if you want to, and it shouldn't cost you extra to do so. Uh, I was recently at an event, Ian, that uh, a guy who runs an agency, very successful agency, mentioned that if you want to hire them to do the website for you, that starts at $5,000 and likely will be up towards $50,000 or $500,000, depending on the complexity of what you're trying to do. And for some businesses, that's great. That's an absolutely important kind of partner to have on your team because of what they're going to be doing. But for a lot of small business owners who are, like you mentioned, coaches or consultants or contractors, um, that's really out of your league, right? It's, it's just not a good ROI for you. So if you realize that you can make changes yourself and you can set up something relatively quickly, then you're less likely to put all this pressure on yourself to get it absolutely perfect the first time. Whereas if you're spending a boatload of money, you're going to want to get it right. And then you're going to feel like you can't change it because you just spent all this money and (laughs) they know what they're talking about. Right. But if you use a, a really good conversion optimized sort of template system that allows you flexibility to make it your own, but still has underlying conversion principles at, at stake, then you can put something out there, see the results, and then tweak it and optimize and keep tweaking and keep tweaking. And every couple of days, you can make changes if you want to without having to go through the struggles of working with somebody else one time and then having them disappear. So those are a couple of the big things just from a planning perspective and execution of a website uh, that I think most people are, are frustrated by. Uh, and then the other fallacy I, I think that people are having these days is that you've got a blog in order to be successful with a website. So this is a challenge because it's no longer the case that you can throw up a blog post every day and then Google just instantly starts to index you. You know, WordPress for a long time got a reputation for being search engine optimized because it did work. If you put Yoast on your plugin, uh, you put in the, the Yoast plugin and you publish, uh, you know, every couple of days, then you would instantly get this traffic. And that worked like seven, eight years ago, but these days it's just too crowded. So you have to be able to have solid content. You don't need prolific content. You just need solid content that you get visibility to both through paid advertising and good social sharing, good, good organic things. But the principles behind it are every visitor needs to convert. And or as many of them as possible, right? It's impossible to get every, everybody to convert, but every, that's the idea is you're, you're striving towards the, the conversion. So have a couple of signature articles, have your core content on your blog, on your website, sorry, but you can skip the blog unless you are actually a good writer and you enjoy that. Just have a couple of good articles, good pieces of content that, that can be shared, and then don't waste all your time on plugins and themes and all this other stuff. Cause it's just, it's a headache. And for most small business owners doing their own marketing, it's not really worth it. So those are a couple of things that come to mind that we're seeing from our users who are loving the ability to get a site up and running quickly, have it convert and be able to spend most of their time doing what they love to do, which is the actual act of doing their business as opposed to working on their business. Yep. And you know, one thing, things to point out is up until now we haven't talked colors we haven't talked as much layouts we haven't talked as much photographs and that's an important thing because I, it, most people start there and it's all been about messaging because I, you know and if you look if we step back you know i just had a couple episodes ago brian kurtz on one of the biggest most successful guys in direct response marketing 
never a designer. It was all about writing. They made millions of dollars just through great messaging. And what this allows you to do is quickly test out a message, get it out, and be testing it and testing it and changing it, which I think is the most important thing because I was, you know, in the last episode, we had Adam LaDolce on talking about his videos and, you know, the, the video that he worked on the hardest never was the most successful. You never know what's going to be successful and using something like this, getting it done and, and knowing it's conversion based is going to make you successful faster. That's the key to website success. Um, and you know, so, and you guys have a great planner available too. tell me a little about that and we'll yeah, put a so, link in the show notes. So you guys know. Yeah. So one of the things that's really important for people to do is have goals and objectives and things to think about, about what their website should do before you go and build up a website with any platform. So what we wanted to do is put together a resource that people could use to ask themselves the same kind of questions that an agency would ask you if they were doing this website for you. Um, You know, what are your objectives? What are your goals? What kind of content do you already have? What kind of content do you want to create? How much time do you want to take between start and deployment? All all those kinds of things, but put it in such a way that makes it super easy for you to do on your own. So we call it a website workout workbook. So in other words, like just like you would go to the gym, you're going to start out with some fundamental things and you're going to just rinse and repeat. And so you build up this muscle of being able to market with your own website. So this website workbook is absolutely free for you. I've got the link for you in the show notes. And uh, as I was saying, and that's something that I want you to take advantage of because whether you use our system or something else, you've got to have a plan. And if you have that plan and it's done in a very succinct and clear way, it just makes it so much easier to implement the idea that you have and execute it towards an actual result that you can be proud of that can get the business results that you're looking for. Yeah. And, and it's crucial. It's crucial. And, you know, and, you know, like our saying around here, version does better than version none. And I've got people that took us two, three years to build a website because they overthought it, overthought it, overthought it instead of just testing, testing, testing. And, and one thing to remember too, is that, yeah, it is your first impression. So it is important to have a good website, but it's, people are going to forget about it. So you can be changed on a constant basis. Um, and you yeah. probably should be to, to get them aware. Um, so tell me a little bit about the process of using the website builder. How easy, how long would it take to get a website up? Yeah, well, this is such a cool question because getting a website up can be done in a half an hour in the form of a homepage and maybe one interior page. Don't think that you have to have all 10 pages that you plan out done before you launch your site. The reality is you can launch a website with a homepage and a call to action, and it's not even multiple pages. It's just the one thing. It gets hooked up to a domain name in about 10 seconds through a domain connection that we have, and then you're live on the web. It's super, super cool, super fast. And then I knows this. Maybe you don't. I'm a strong believer in take action, revise later. Uh, it's my main business mantra in in life, and that goes with your website too. So create your website, the first page, maybe the second page, and then show it off to the world and be proud of it. And then let's add another page, and then add another page, and add another page. So when people use our website builder. We have four or five pages in each template already pushed out, but you can hide them instantly. They're still there for you to work with in a draft mode, but they don't, uh, they're no longer visible. You can also hide pages for navigation. So if you're still working on something, but you want some search engine results to start coming in, you can leave that active. Um, 
when you once you have a page though uh being able to modify it's super easy to just move sections uh, up or down to add columns and rows and put in uh images or text or take the images or text and switch them out for your own they already come preloaded with with real text so one of the things that we, we've always enjoyed being able to do is we give you real copy that you can modify instead of lorem ipsum or hipster ipsum uh, which is super helpful because you have our copywriting talents and all you need to do is sort of mad lib it, right? And take out a couple of the keywords and you can use it essentially as is, or you can scrap it for your own if you're a better writer. Um, the next thing that you want to make sure that you do is think about what that call to action is, what is it connected to, and then technically link it up. So we've always been really strong on our integrations. People have always loved that we directly connect to all your favorite marketing tools like Aweber and and, uh, and Drip and uh, Active Campaign, Infusionsoft, et cetera. Also go to a webinar and a couple of other webinar platforms. We also connect to Zapier. So anything we don't directly connect to, you can connect it to whatever platform you're using. But having that technical that technical connection allows you to take the leads that you get and funnel them over to the marketing platforms that you're really comfortable using. And if you don't have one of those systems in place yet, we do give you lead notifications and we give you lead magnet delivery so you can actually send stuff out without having that extra level of MarkTech involved give you the CSV file for you to use later on as well. Um, and then we have a Facebook group too. So one of the steps of the process I would encourage you to do is build your site and then share it with us so you can get some feedback. Every Tuesday, I do a live coaching call that's free for all of our members too, where you're able to get feedback from me and show us to the landing pages you've made, the web pages that you've made and get that constructive feedback to help you to improve your conversions and be really confident in the marketing that you're doing. Um, so after that, um, there, I could go on, but those are the, the principal first steps <laughs> that you would do. Um, I would say that for a lot of our users, they love that they can do landing pages and a full website all within one roof. And if you do have an existing website, no problem. You can use it and still use it. You can use our opt-in forms called pop-ups. You can use alert bars that we have to add those to your existing website to make your existing pages convert better than they currently do. Yeah, and, and what... But I've, the reason also I'm bringing lead pages to you guys is, you know, we've used them for years and, and they are constantly pushing those things. They're, they're not trailing. They're always testing out. I mean, you guys were the first with the lead boxes and lead digits, uh, really got into texting heavy right away. So that's what I really like, too, about it is, you know, you guys are always on the forefront. And I love the simplicity of this website builder. I think for a lot of people getting started in business, this is the place to go. And even if you're out to, like, start up a side business is a great place to go and test it. You know, it's funny because uh, on the way in, uh, you know, I'm listening to ready fire aim uh, again, and I've listened to that book like four or five times. It's an awesome book. Uh, but you know, the first thing he says is all these people waste all this money and time on logos, on business plans and stuff, instead of just getting out there and selling, which this website allows you to do get out and sell, sell something first. And then, fix it. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's funny that you mentioned the logo because we just introduced a new feature. It will be a couple of weeks old by now, by the time this airs, but you have this spot in your navigation for your logo, but that we found causes people some anxiety because they're like, if they're relatively new, they don't have a logo yet. So we just made it so that you can just type a word or phrase, <laughs> change the font, change the color. And now you have a logo that can represent your business while you get elevated towards that next stage where you do spend the time to get a logo logos don't make a business, right? 
your delivery of products and services and how you treat your customers, that makes a business. The logo should not be the first thing that you're worried about. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, uh, Roy Disney Jr. said, and I paraphrase this on one of our things, but branding is for cattle. And because people think of logos as branding and it's the stories that really are the brand. It's the stories behind it. And, And for most businesses out there, you know, you've got to be driving some serious traffic for people to even start to recognize your logo. Um, you know, and like Bank of America switched their logo like 15 times in the past two years. Uh, <laughs> no one notices. Um, so, I, I th- you know, I think a high converting website is the pl- place to start for most people if you're just getting started or starting a new part of your business. And this is a great methodology. So I'm going to like shift gears real quick because we talked about something really interesting before the podcast. And a lot of people listening to this are either thinking about webinars or going to do webinars. I think with a lot of people use lead pages. I mean, what? how many customers do you have? Sorry. Tens of thousands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so all these people are, a lot of these people are using webinars and you guys are seeing how people are getting driven to webinars. What are the big mistakes you see when people are trying to get webinar signups? Yeah, that's a really good question. So there's a couple. One is they're starting to automate webinars before they've had a testing ground of live webinars. So in, in business in general, don't automate something you haven't tested. You know, you've that. got to spend, got to do the work of actually showing up, talking to three people who might all share your last name, and actually teaching a webinar to real people to see what's actually resonating with them. So that's one thing. Second thing is you're you're making a mistake if you try to do a registration page that has two, three, or four different options of when to show up. Have a registration page that says here's when it is, and maybe that registration has a count on timer and it expires and there's another date that's going to quickly pop up automatically to show when the next one is but if you do three or four different options people don't show up to any of them and they tend not to register for them either uh, so don't automate right away do them live do them as live as, as you, or do them live for as long as you can because you'll always learn something and don't have too many registration options um, a third thing that people are doing that's a big mistake is they're driving traffic Uh, They're trying to drive traffic with advertising a little too prematurely. So you might know that webinars convert just about as good as anything else. The only thing that's better, I find, is people doing one-on-one sales demos or conversations. Um, Webinars are that one-to-many thing that, that work out really well. And so people think, oh, I can spend money on advertising to drive registrations. And you can do that, but realize that you're likely going to be throwing a lot of money away in that process because signing up for a webinar is a big is a bit of an ask for people who don't know you yet. So instead of that, what we want to encourage you to do is send your paid traffic that's for cold traffic, people who don't know who you are at all, send them to immediately consumable content. That could be a short video. It could be a resource guide. It could be even just to a blog post that has a lead magnet attached to it. But sending your initial cold traffic to content, that's going to play a big role for how effective you can be long-term. And then... You're going to get better cost per lead. It's going to drive those that cost per lead down. Cost per registration for webinars without doing this is going to be like 12, 15 bucks or higher. But if you can do what I'm talking about, immediately consumable content, you're likely to going to see two to five dollars per lead. Then remarket to those people on the thank you page. So as soon as they sign up for something for free, then say, hey, by the way, if you like this guide, you like this short video, I've got a webinar coming up, so sign up for it. You don't pay a dime for that. 
right? If they still haven't registered, then remarket to them through a second level of your advertising campaign. Your registration rates will go way down. Your registration rates, sorry, your registration rates will go way up. The cost of those registrations will go uh, way down and your show up rate will improve too. So those are a couple of the, the big things. And then the final thing would be, don't forget about your replay with your webinar. So have an opportunity for people to watch the replay have it a time limited replay. Maybe it's 24 hours. Uh, there's a countdown timer on the page that shows them when it's going to expire, but don't tell people when they sign up that there will be a replay. Don't tell them there won't be, you're not going to lie to them, but don't include, well, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, correct my, not correct myself. I'm going to give you two different versions of this. Do your best to not include the idea that there will be a replay in the sign-up process. And the reason you want to do that is because if you tell people there's going to be a replay, they don't show up to the live event. Okay. Now, if your goal is to get as many registrations as possible, then telling people there's a replay gets more people to sign up for it. But that just adds into your list. It's unlikely that they actually show up. <laughs> it's unlikely that they show that they even watch the replay uh, if they know that there's a replay that is available all the time. People need urgency. They need this opportunity of of a deadline to to know to take an action. So the initial sign up is it's live. Here's the date. Here's when you want to show up for it. And then if somebody emails you and says, "Hey, is there going to be a replay?" We're going to say, "Yes, we're planning on having a replay for a limited time." but we can't guarantee that the technology works that way for recording. Like sometimes stuff happens. So try to be there live. Then after the event is over, then say, this was a great event. Hopefully it was. Uh, if it wasn't say this was terrible, we're going to do it again. <laughs> so let's show up again. Um, but if it was a good event, you don't want to miss this. We've made the, the replay available for a limited time. At least pages, we do it for 24 hours. You can do it for shorter or longer, depending on what your goals are, what your audience size is like, but you want to give people a deadline People respond to deadlines. That's why having some form of count on timer that actually works uh, is important to have on your registration pages. It's also important to have on your replay pages too. And then do the webinar again. Do it 10 times before you automate it because you're going to learn a lot. You're going to get better at doing it uh, and it's going to present a better uh, end result for your, for your visitors and your customers. Wow. So that was a masterclass in webinars. <laughs> I mean, that, that, really, that was, you know, I, I, Bobby made it seem so simple, but if you step back and listen to everything that Bob said and each phrase and then worked on that step and, you know, spend an hour, because if, if you're going to do webinars, you need to learn stuff. I mean, from, you know, one of the biggest things that you said right at the beginning, right at the beginning, and I want to drive this home, do not automate right away. Do not. I get that from people all the time. Like, I want to build all this automation. I'm like, have you sold anything? Have you got anyone in the webinar to begin with? No. Well, then don't automate it. Cause I mean, I've made that mistake. I think a lot of us have a building up this big funnel and everything, you know, you build it, the people will come and then crickets and crickets and crickets. Um, but yeah, that's just incredible information. Thank you so much, Bob. Yeah. Uh, and I just want to emphasize one thing about this automation too, is that there's so much automation going on that people are starving for a connection, right? So don't forget to connect with your audience through live means. You don't have to do it all the time, but whether it's a Facebook live or it's a webinar, people want to see you 
they want to be connected to something. They want to be connected to a group. And so that's another side of why you shouldn't automate right away because your conversion rates on live events tend to double or triple what you would get on automation. And yes, you can have more through automation if you know how to do the traffic and everything else, but your conversion rates will always be better through the live event. And that's also going to train you to become a better presenter on both live and recorded trainings. Yes. Yes. And I'll give you one more ninja tactic that I know is working for one of my friends. I'm going to give it away. He's probably going to get mad at me, but you know, I mean, unless you're upwards of a thousand signups, you know, a hundred signups, you can quickly make a short little video for each one of those people in, in an hour. You could probably make most of those people a short little video saying, Hey Bob, great to see you. I checked out your website, blah, blah, blah. Can't wait to see you on the webinar. You know what that's going to do for your conversion rates? It's going to, like you said, it's personal touch. It's really an easy thing to do. And it's going to add that personal touch and make people feel really good. And I, from, cause I had my friend that did it. I talked to one of his clients and he's like, that was the ceiling deal that this guy took the time out. And you know, how long does it take? So great, great advice, Bob. And you know, you guys are the masters of conversion. You know, very few people see more data than you. So I love it. Um, Bob, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been awesome. Um, so once again, if someone wants to go, you can go to lead pages, uh, just Google lead pages or you click on the show notes to get that website planner. Um, any last words of advice before we go? Um, yeah, just this, like I mentioned before, take action and revise later, take one or two of the things that I mentioned today and don't feel like you're going to get it perfect. The first time I can guarantee you that you will not realize that the first time you do anything, whether it's a website or a webinar, it will not be your last. So make sure that you get good at it by practicing it, but do it in front of real people that have real consequences. They have real challenges and don't wait around for, for that perfection. It's just not going to work out. And to be honest, people don't have the luxury of time to wait around for you to figure out whether your stuff really is perfect or not, because they need the solutions right now. So take action and revise later. And I'd love to hear what your biggest takeaway is. Uh, I'm on the socials at Bob, the teacher everywhere, connect with me on LinkedIn, Twitter, et cetera. And I'd love to hear what your biggest takeaway was from this episode. And like I mentioned before, I do the coaching calls with lead pages I'm the lead evangelist here. So I get to champion the successes of our, of our customers using our software. I love to be able to tell your story. And uh, so let me know how you're taking advantage of the things that I shared with you today. Awesome. Well, definitely guys do that. I mean, Bob's an incredible resource. Like I said, he sees thousands upon thousands of businesses. Very few people you're going to be able to contact with are going to be directly in contact with thousands and thousands of businesses. So take advantage of that. Bob, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Ian. It was a pleasure. And thank you all for listening to Bob and I and taking us on your journey. This has been Ian Garlic and the Garlic Marketing Show. Video. You know it will make you an authority. You know it will get you more leads, better leads that close faster and spend more with you. And video stories will help you be remembered and connect with those perfect clients. The problem is, where do you start? Storycruise.com is the place to go. It's like a film crew with an S. What's your strategy? Do you do it yourself? Do you hire a videographer? An agency? Do you need an editor? How do you know if they really know your business and how to make videos for business 
that work? The answer to all of this and more can be found at storycruise.com. It is the place to find the latest video marketing strategies, the best gear for your business, as well as videographers, editors, and agencies near you that are trained in video storytelling for business. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get special insider info for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show, including special access to several of my courses, including my case story course. Go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get a whole bunch of special offers just for listeners of the Garlic Marketing Show. Whether you're looking for a videographer or to do it yourself, go to storycruise.com slash garlic to get started today. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook. Facebook.